In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello everyone, this is John Lim with Moving Forward, and today I'm very honored to have Jeffrey Hazlett as my guest. Jeffrey is the television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and host of the fantastic CBS on-demand radio series and podcast, All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, a former Fortune 100 CMO who many of you may remember as a guest judge on the early seasons of Celebrity Apprentice. Jeffrey is now a highly sought-after brand marketing expert, international keynote speaker, and author of three best-selling books, The Mirror Test, Running the Gauntlet, and Think Big, Act Bigger. Welcome, Jeffrey. How are you today? It is so great to have you on the show. I'm really excited to share your story with our listeners. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to come and talk about how to, you know, think big, act bigger, and be relentless. Absolutely. Absolutely. As the title of your book says, Think Big, Act Bigger. I love it. Well, Jeffrey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and share a little bit of your journey with our listeners? Well, you know, I've uh, become a television host now, a radio host, podcast host from CBS, but and best-selling author. This is my third book. But prior to that, you know, I was a Fortune 100 CMO, Chief Marketing Officer at Eastman Kodak about six years ago. And I've been out, you know, on the circuit since then doing um, my own primetime television show at Bloomberg and, and now digital shows that we do on online for what we call C-Suite TV. But, uh, you know, I've bought and sold over 250 businesses in my career, about $25 billion in transactions. And, you know, been an owner of small businesses and been part of big businesses uh, all along. And, and uh, running my own business again today. Oh, that's fantastic. You know what I love about your story, Jeffrey, is that there's no A to B path. I mean, you've done so much <laughs> and you're continuing to reinvent yourself, which is just absolutely inspirational and fantastic. Well, I thank you. You know, I, I like doing lots of things. I, I have a like a poster child for HDD or whatever they call it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't even have time to even say it, you know, but uh, I, I really do like to have fun and I like to learn new things. And so that's kind of how my career has taken me. It's, it's gone from here to here to here to here to there and now over there and somewhere else after that. And I so love that. I love it. And, and the second I get it done, I'll go do something else. Absolutely. You know? And, I, you know, recently you said on your podcast that you're at the point now where you're doing something you love so much that you would be doing it for free, which I think is just absolutely just uh, just a fantastic Well, you got to be quiet about that. Don't be saying that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, know, you know, getting paid is how we, get, how we keep score. Absolutely. Right? And, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, that well, was my the- wife. My wife has said that many, many times. She said, "You know, you do this for free," and I said, "Yeah, probably." And I really would if I could, you know, make a, a, a you know, the living that I've come accustomed to. If I could do that in some way, shape, or form, yeah, I probably would. But, you know, the other side of it, and what I love, Jeffrey, is that you share with all of your amazing guests, and I'm, I'm just going to say it right now, if you're not listening already to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, hit that subscribe button right now. Because really, I mean, I went to business school, I got my MBA, but for those of you moving forward listeners who don't have time for that, who don't have the investment or the time, listen to All Business, because it really is the audio MBA. I mean, every guest that you have is just like the most fantastic case study that you're presenting. Well, we have some really good ones, and, and and it's pretty diverse. I mean, I've got Steve Forbes on there. I've got Gene Simmons, the rocker. I've got 
Kevin Jonas, you know, a heartthrob, and then Bob Pila. And uh, let's see, I just had the heart, the gal from uh, Ashley Gold from Hardcore Pawn on. Um, but, you know, and then I have, you know, some pretty serious business leaders, too. You know, Paul, um, uh, for, who's the CEO of Bennigan's, and uh, G.J. Hart, the CEO of uh, California Pizza Kitchens. And, and and I could just go on. You know, we've done yeah. so far about 50, 60 episodes, and uh, we just celebrated this, this week, our first anniversary. So well, congratulations. That is absolutely phenomenal. Well, Jeffrey, as someone who does so much, and I love the way you phrased it, that you're just continuing to learn and you're trying to have as much fun as possible and discovering new things. How do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? You know, I get inspired the night before because I actually, I'm one of those people who goes to bed can't, you know, wanting to sleep as fast as I possibly mm. can so I can get back up the next day and keep doing what I've been doing. I, I literally, I think, you know, I, I, like the other day I was, I was getting headaches because I was getting too much sleep. I said, that's what I told my wife, <laughs> but she said, no, that's not the way it works. But I, you know, I'm, I'm, I literally love doing what I do. And so, you know, I can't wait to get up. I don't need much I don't need much um, encouragement or, um, you know, motivation to go and do what you love to do. Yeah, and it just sounds like you've taken yourself on this incredible path, and all of your different experiences have just led you to this incredible spot now where, like you said, you love what you do, and that is enough inspiration. And I love that. You get the inspiration the night before, and I think that is such a great hallmark of someone who's just passionate about what they do. Well, you know, and it's not it's not easy to do either. Yeah. It's it's very difficult. I mean, it's hard work. I mean, I tell Absolutely. people it's called hard work because it's freaking hard. You know, yeah. um, and I don't want you know even when I'm working out on my place in, in South Dakota, I'm I'm working hard. I mean, I'm you know chopping trees and and hauling stuff and doing the stuff I love to do. And and again, when I get done at night and I'm exhausted and I and I fall asleep, I can't wait to hurry up and get up early in the morning so I can get going at it again. Yeah. And that's the other aspect that I love about all business is that you do talk a lot about finding your passion in a career or in a business, but then you also share the, you know, that it is hard work and that anything that you put yourself to, whether it is starting a business or starting a career or changing those things, you've got to put in the hard work. I mean, there's no way around it. And it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, anything worth pursuing Absolutely. is going to require that hard work. Yeah, you know, you know, if it were easy, every if it were easy, everybody would do it, and I think that's the key that most people want to remember. You know, I, I found that the people who are very successful in life aren't really lucky; um, mm. they're just relentless. I yeah. mean, you look at uh, look look at somebody like Warren Buffett, or you know, uh, you know, uh, Steve Forbes I mentioned earlier, or even Jeffrey Hazlett, uh, Bill Gates, or. Yeah, well, thank you very much. You know, but they they work real hard at what they do uh, to become experts at it, and they don't, you know, they don't wake up becoming maestros. They learn to play a lot of bad notes, but they practice and they practice and they practice, and they, and that's what really sets them apart. I mean, Steve Jobs is that way, uh, Bill Gates is that way. I mean, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a great book about that, and the fact that those guys just spent so many hours perfecting what they did and how they did it that that became you know maestros or 
are real, real experts in, in being able to perform at that level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love that you've married the two in your messaging, that it is about finding something that gets you up and gets you inspired, but there is a lot of hard work and there's a lot of learning that goes into building something towards something that you're doing that's just lighting you up every day. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people say, well, I want to do things I'm passionate about. Well, you got to pay the bills, though, too. Yes. Why not do something you're passionate about and make great money at it or be able to make great profits at it or great growth at it or scale? I think those are real critical for for someone. You know, a lot of young people are saying, well, I just want to follow my heart. Well, I got that. But, you know, uh, it's one thing to have a lot of love for something. you got to eat, too. Yes. And and a lot of people forget that. And passion alone, will, it'll carry you through the bad spots without question. Yeah. And if you're doing the things you've got to do, there's going to be bad spots. That's just the name of the game. You know, Fran Tarkenton, a, a good friend of mine and, um, and a great football player, and then not only a great football player, but a great entrepreneur. Most people don't know he's, he's a much better business person than he was football player, and yet he was still in, he's still in the Hall of Fame. But he, he once said, if you haven't, you know, laid at wake at night wondering how you're going to make payroll the next day, you haven't lived. Mm. And I, I remember that quote that was back, and I heard that quote back in 1986, and I forgot it yet. Yeah, no, that's absolutely, absolutely critical. And Jeffrey, that leads perfectly into my next question. So as you know, having had a long career and being an entrepreneur, part of that journey is facing setbacks and failures. And in fact, I, I want to quote a tweet that you just recently shared, take risks. If you win, you'll be happy. If you lose, you'll be wise. So I was wondering, Jeffrey, if you could share a time when you failed and a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. <laughs> well, you know, I fail every day. Are you kidding me? I mean, um, but I don't look at it as failures. I just mm. look at it as getting to win fast. Oh, yeah, um, I love that. You know, you know, a lot of people say, well, fail fast. I don't know, let's win fast. So you get, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes. You're not going to be too perfect at it. But, I mean, every single day. Look, I, I once invested in a pheasant farm, you know, tried to corner the market on pheasants until I realized there wasn't one, you know. Mm. So, I, I mean, I've done things like that. I've invested in things. I've, st- I've, I've started even the stuff that we're doing today um, in terms of the content that I'm putting online, whether it be a podcast or whether it be our C-Suite TV or C-Suite Book Club or C-Suite Radio, we learn as we go the things that work or the assumptions that we had going into it, and we made the wrong ones. And, you know, the key is not to die, you know? Nice. Um, and, and for the most part, if you're, if you're moving fast and trying to, do, trying to meet customer expectations or exceed customer expectations and give them something that they want or, and that they need um, on both of those cases, then, then as long as you're, you keep adjusting. And I think that's the key thing. I, was, I, I made the... My last book was Running the Gauntlet, and I talk about change, adapt, or die. And and that's really what you have to do is no matter what you're doing, always be in a state of constant change. And if you can focus in on those things, I think you can make you can make it for the long haul. Absolutely. And moving forward, listeners, I love changing that framework. It's not about looking at a particular failure. Every day you make mistakes. Every day you fail, but it's about winning fast. And I love that. It's not about failing fast. It's about winning fast. And I love how your framework is to look at that as just part of the journey. It's just part of that hard work and part of trying different things and the, and the learnings that you get from trying. And you know, sometimes you're going to stumble and then you're going to learn from that. You're going to make that course correction. 
Yeah, and the key, you know, as I said before, and I'll say it again, as I said many times, I mean, you're going to make mistakes. That's just part of the nature. But in the end, you, you've got to win. So getting to the win, just remember as you make the mistakes, by and large, from most things we're doing, no one's going to die. Yeah. So, you know, pick it up and go. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great philosophy. I just recently interviewed uh, Doug Drexler, Academy Award winner, two-time Emmy winner. He's been in the film business for so many years, and he said, you're you're just fated to make a billion mistakes, right? So, you know, you might as well just face it with gusto and make it your best friend. Good, that's good stuff, good because stuff. Because that's really going to take you as far as you can go. Exactly, without question. Well, Jeffrey, we're now going to move into something that I call the Knowledge Burst Session. And this is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that our listeners can start using today to move forward. So, Jeffrey, I'd like you to pick one. This may be a little bit hard because I know you've done so much and you're in media. But I was wondering if you could share a movie, book, song, and I'm going to add to this cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. You know, one of the biggest books, that there's two books that had a big impact on my early career um, that I love. Well, I can go through three. I, actually, there's three books that I would even mention. Go I for can it. even go into movies as well. But, the, you know, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I started reading that when I was 14 or 15 years old. And I literally read that about every year, wow. over and over and over. It, it, it's a great reminder of the old classics are still as good. Now, there's some great other ones out there, like Odd Mandino's, The Salesman, uh, Tommy Hopkins' books. I, I mean, I, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I mean, those are, those should be in your sta- in your stable uh, of of, or at least in your library, and you should you should be able to go to those books. But um, another book that was really uh, good for me really early on was Lee Iacocca's biography, uh, autobiography, actually. And and it was uh, it was just a great motivation about how he did business and the way in which he did it and how he pivoted, um, quite frankly, with Chrysler and the ways in which he did things and how he how he, he turned a bad situation at Ford into a really great situation and a bad and a bad situation at Chrysler into a really good one, um, and 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 saved a lot of the auto industry at a bad bad time. Yeah. And then another great book that I really, this is the, another throwback, was Barbarians at the Gate. Mm, that's a great was, one. Uh, it, you remember that? It was I like do. The, and it, the, they, made a, it, they made a movie out of it. HBO made a movie out of it with James Gardner. James Gardner, yeah. He played the CEO of uh, Citibank, who used to, who literally used to iron his uh, paper money. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't want crinkles, uh, wrinkles in his money. Can you believe that? Yeah. What an idiot. But anyway, that's, I guess if you got enough money to have somebody iron your money for you, I thought that was kind of unique. But, you know, that was a great book showing just how those deals are done. By the way, that was one of Michael Lewis's very first business books. Oh, really? Remember? Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, you know, he went on to write, write The Blind Side and a whole yeah. bunch of other books. And that was one of his very first ones. And, and uh, I remember reading that, gosh, I think it was in college at the time. Um, but I just thought, man, I want to do this business stuff. I, I was in politics pretty heavily at that time of my life and thought I was just going to go on and, you know, run campaigns and, and work in Washington, D.C. and be a lobbyist or, you know, do something along those lines, which I did do. But it really uh, it really got me interested in business. And I thought, man, if they could play these kinds of games in business, uh, you, you can make money at it. In, in politics, you just get to play the games. But 
you really get to you get to make money at it in business, and I thought that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Well, I, and you know what I love, Jeffrey, is that you have a staple of books that you've not only shared with us, but the ones that you keep going back to, and I think that's the key. If the book is influential, if it's impactful, I mean, there's so much value in revisiting it, especially the ones that stand out so much that you go back to them once a year. Yeah, I, I like reading a lot of biographies, too. I mean, I just read a book on Cleopatra. I've got that one on Mark Anthony. I'm reading his, his poetry of Mark Anthony as well uh, that I'm tracking. You know, it, it just, you know, different things kind of intrigue me as I, as I go. And I, I have a stack of books. At, I got two different homes, and I have a stack of books next to my nightstand. And I just grab the most recent one, and I'm reading it, and I put it aside, and then I grab another one and start reading that. Um, but I really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy reading. I read every morning when I get up and I read every night before I go to bed. And then I usually read on the planes, which I, as you know, I travel a lot. So I, I really do enjoy uh, doing that. I'm, I, and my, my book today is reading about uh, probiotics mm. and how to, how to make sauerkraut and pickles and stuff like that. Because <laughs> I started to do that. So That's I'm, awesome. I'm having a blast doing that. Yeah. So just different, you know. I just recently learned how to make limoncello. I have my own honeybees now. Oh, wow. Um, and, and if I were ever home enough. Jeffrey, is there anything you don't do? Oh, I don't make whiskey. I drink whiskey and scotch, <laughs> but I should probably make it. Maybe, maybe that'll be on the list for 16. How about that? But it just take, it takes too long, so it's just easier to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeffrey, as someone who, again, does so much, can you share a daily practice or habit that you have for prioritizing and managing your time? Yeah, I make a list. I have yeah. a list. Yeah. Every day I start off with a brand new list. Now, I might re- repeat some of the items I didn't get done yesterday, but I start off with a brand new list, and I print my calendar out every day. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I might change it all around, might go to hell, but I always have those two things. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. I've got it. I've got it right here with a pad, a little tiny pad of paper that I keep with me, and I make three columns of the things I've got to do, um, based on how my organizational system that I have, and that's how I keep track. And I've been doing that for years. And uh, I don't. I, I change a little bit, but you you could pick up you could pick up old calendars from mine from 20, 30 years ago, or, or sheets of paper, and you would see that I pretty much have stayed the same way all the time. Wow, and that crazy. that helps me a great deal. And and that's how I keep track of the big things I got to do and then the little things I got to get done that lead to the big things. Have you ever gone back and looked at uh, old calendars and sheets from uh, and lists from 20 years ago? Yeah, I have. I, I used to in fact I was cleaning out uh, the closet over Christmas and um, found a whole bunch of them it was fun to go through them. And then also at the same time, I look at, oh, I waste a lot of time there. I shouldn't have done that. You know? <laughs> and um, you, you find that, you know, do, some things are the same and some things change, which is, you know, life. Yeah. But I love that the basic structure of how you make your list, that's been consistent. I mean, you find something that works, you stick with it, you know, if it ain't broke, yeah, well, why the, fix it? Exactly. I tell, so, I tell everybody, I don't care what your process is, just have a process. If you have a process or a system, then, then that's pretty good. Most people don't develop one. That that's the real issue. Mm. And a lot of I, I've got some young staff people uh, that are very close to me, and I really love them and love what they do. But they got no system, and it just drives me crazy. And and I'm having to keep track of what they're doing. I don't like that. And yeah. so you know, it comes to a point where I just go like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not keeping track of your stuff, and therefore I don't need you because I can't do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your list is for Jeffrey Hazlett. It's not for anyone else. So I, I think yep. it's a really good philosophy to have those boundaries as well. Well, Jeffrey, can you share with us? And I, I love that you use the calendar, you use the list, but can you also share with us uh, a favorite app website? And I'm going to add to this productivity hack that was a game changer for you. Yeah, I got two of them. Uh, one is uh, my expense app. I mean, whether you use Expensify or you use something like uh, Expense Cloud, um, what Trinet I think through Trinet. But those are those are two that I love. Um, they're basically the same. So pick which one that you like the best. That's one. Because now I, I keep track. I take a picture of every receipt, and boom, it's uploaded. Yeah. It's next to my credit card, and link them together, and it's done. Yeah. I used to walk around with stacks and stacks <laughs> of things for months. That's one. The other one is I have another little one's called App. Uh, it's from Appigo, A P P I G O, and it's a, it's called To Do, mm. and that's how I keep track of all the To Do assignments for all the people I've got. So I I just send myself an email or send it to an email to my app, and it just and says, hey, let's make sure we follow up on this, and and then I put a date with it. And I keep track of. It. Those are incredibly helpful tips. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Jeffrey... We have listeners from all different backgrounds and walks of life from many parts of the world, and some of whom may be struggling to find what their passion or purpose is in their life. So what is the one thing that moving forward listeners can start doing today to bring them closer to their career or life's purpose? I think the biggest thing is to figure out what your conditions of satisfaction are. Hmm. So what is it that you want and what will make you satisfied? So, um, and do you, do you really truly have those down? Like, you know, for me, it's about, look, I want to, I want to build wealth for my family. I want to learn new things and I want to have fun. And if I can't put them in those three buckets, um, I don't want to do them. So, uh, and, and, and I think that's one of the biggest things you have to realize is what is it you really want? And, and that might change over time. You know, like, and I first said, well, but geez, my, my, what was my number? I can remember my good friend and business partner, Tom White, once said to me, what's your number that you retire on? You do it. Well, it used to be $5 million. Well, once I got to that, I said, no, nah, that's not big enough. So I wanted a bigger number. I want a bigger number, and I want a bigger number. So you, those things can change. But you, if you don't have a, um, a condition of satisfaction, a promise of, you know, that you have between you and your wife or you and your family or you um, and, and what you want to build, then you, you, you're never going to get there. Yeah, and I love the way you frame that. It's a condition of satisfaction. It's not simply, oh, I just want to find this amorphous thing that's out there. What specifically satisfies those conditions? And that's the way that you can start discovering, okay, you know, I have these buckets, and I need to start thinking about what's going to fill those buckets. I think that's a great system to actually start looking and asking those right questions. And you can change them because once you get them and you're done, you can say, I'm satisfied. Yeah. Now what? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're a great example of that, Jeffrey. I mean, just you're, you're continuing to redefine your career and trying all these different things. And I think that's just part of the process. And I think that's, that's so great. Well, Jeffrey, what is next for you? 
Well, right now, we're, our biggest piece that we're doing is building our C-suite network. So we're targeting businesses of certain sizes with certain types of officers, those being VP or above, um, and helping them to continue to be the most strategic people in the room. You know, we got as an executive, you have so much demand on your time, so many things that you're tied up with in meetings, and you can't get this, and you need this, you need this. And what we're doing is creating a, a network for these people online, creating places for them to go to be able to get it and then placing and then giving them the content as well as the services that they need in order to get that done. So we're really focused in on building what we call our C-Suite network. And with that is C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite Book Club, and our C-Suite Academy and all the pieces that go as part of that to help them deliver and get that information, the content, and be the most strategic people in the world. Awesome. Very, very cool. Well, Jeffrey, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about C-Suite and everything that you're doing with all business? Well, if you go to C-Suite.com, you can certainly find us uh, in terms of the C-Suite Network.com. Uh, you can find us at C-Suite TV. You can find us at C-Suite Radio. Uh, and then certainly uh, for me, Hazlett, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T, you just Google me and you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you, wherever you are, we are. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Jeffrey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today and to share your story and knowledge burst with our listeners so they can move forward. It's been a real pleasure and an honor speaking with you today. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And listeners, to learn more about Jeffrey Hazlett, the C-Suite Network, and all business with Jeffrey Hazlett, visit us at bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.